Welcome to the Inspired for Action podcast. I'm Amanda Genther, and I'm here to share inspiring stories of online entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business and having fun at the same time. I want to prove that there's no one right way to market your business and sell your offers online. There's only the way that feels good for you and that works for your audience. I'll be getting down and dirty with my fellow online entrepreneurs to share step-by-step stories on how they created, launched, and sold their offers online. It's time to step out of fear and into action. Hey guys, welcome back to the Inspired for Action podcast. This is Amanda Genther, and today we are flying solo. So this is episode, what episode are we on? Episode 13, and today we are going to be talking about why you need to stop blaming your sales page for your lack of sales and what you need to do instead. And I will just preface this uh, episode by saying um, a lot of my like deep wisdom and things that I feel like I need to talk about come when I am doing some of the most like boring things. Today, I was making lunch. So you will hear me walking around because that's what I do. I pace whenever I'm talking and like thinking through stuff. So you will see or hear me walking around and it sounds like I'm out of breath. I swear I'm not that out of shape, but apparently I am. So you will hear me a little out of breath and I was recording this on my phone. So the audio might not be like super up to par, but uh, the message is really good. So I hope you will listen in. And real quick, before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you guys about a brand new free mini course that I just launched. It is hot off the press, just press published. It is called the Sales Page Success Secrets. And it is my 10 quick tips for creating a sales page that stands out and sells. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through the 10 secrets that I use whenever I'm designing sales sales pages and walk you through this in 10 super short bite-sized videos that you can follow along and implement on your own sales page. So if you want to get access to that free mini course, all you have to do is go to amandagenther.com forward slash secrets and you will get instant access. All right. And then if you guys uh, do get in there and you love it, please come tag me over on Instagram and let me know if it's helping, if you learned anything, because obviously I create this stuff so that you guys will learn something new. So I would love that feedback from you guys. All right, let's get into the episode. Before you can create a sales page, you have to have an irresistible offer. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Because without an irresistible offer, a sales page is just going to be another page on your website that collects dust because no matter how great your sales page sounds and looks, if nobody wants your offer, then your sales page is going to be completely useless. And sometimes I find that people want to almost blame the sales page for the reason why they aren't getting new customers and clients. But the truth is, is that by the time someone gets to your sales page, they kind of already know whether or not they want to buy. Unless you're sending cold audience to your sales page, which I don't recommend, then the people who are landing on your sales page have already gone through some sort of nurture sequence, whether that be through email or through a webinar or a challenge or any other event that got them warmed up to be ready to purchase your core offer. 
by the time they are clicking onto your sales page, they already have a really good understanding of what their problem is and what that solution could look like for them. And the job of your sales page is to now just show them exactly why your solution is going to be the perfect fit for them. And it's just going to help them move the needle towards actually purchasing. So instead of just jumping straight to blaming your sales page for the reason why you're not getting um, sales, I want you to take a step back and actually look at your offer. Have you actually validated this offer before you created a sales page for it? Have you had someone say yes to your offer, do you have any paying customers? And if the answer is yes, then we need to look at how are we getting people to our sales page? Are you doing a good job of getting people to your actual sales page? Because the conversion rate on a sales page again, depending on what type of traffic you're sending to the sales page, can range from anywhere from 1% to 3%. So 1% to 3% of the people who land on your sales page are going to typically convert into new clients and customers. So if you want to work backwards from there, say you need to fill 10 spots uh, in a workshop, so how many people do you need to actually be sending to your sales page? For every, let's just use 1%, let's go on the low end and because it's easy math, for every 100 people you send to your sales page, one of those people is going to convert. Now, of course, that could be higher depending on, again, how warm they are, how familiar they are with you, with your offer, with the problem. All of that kind of stuff can affect the conversion rates, but I'm just going to go general here just to get you kind of thinking about the math behind it all. So if you need 10 spots, well, then you need a 1,000 people to see your sales page for 10 of those people to convert. Now you can reduce that by obviously making personal connections and all of that kind of stuff, but I just want to show you the math that goes into it when it comes to your sales page. So don't be too quick to blame your sales page for the reason why you're not getting new customers and clients. Look at all of the things that you're doing before people actually get to your sales page. How are you nurturing them? Are you nurturing them enough? I actually talked with one of my guests, uh, Shannon Mattern. Um, that was episode... I think that was episode nine or ten. I'll have to, I'll have to look and I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. But she actually had a free mini course that led to her paid course. And what she found was that by the time people got done with the free mini course, they weren't quite ready to sign up for her paid course. So what she did was she actually added in an additional free mini course to then get people ready for her core offer. So now not only do they go through one free mini course, they go through another free mini course. And then by the time they are done with that second mini course, then they are ready to convert into customers. They are more likely to purchase that core offer that she is selling her online course. So I want you to kind of think about what does that journey look like for your customer? How long of a lead up do they need from when they first hear about you and first learn about you to when they're actually ready to buy your offer. So I've been thinking about this a lot in my business and I'm actually putting some things into place to just nurture my subscribers a little bit more before I ask them to join me inside of my sales page course because I'm finding that I have a few different groups of, of my audience. I have people who have 
they've launched a sales page before, they know how valuable sales pages are, and they just need help redoing it. They just kind of like want to rewrite it. They want to redesign it, make it look more professional. Then I have people who have never created a sales page before. They're still at the beginning stages of even creating their offer. So they're lead up time, their journey is going to be a lot longer than people who already have a sales page, already have a proven course, and just know that they just need a better sales page. So the journeys look totally different for those two types of audiences. So you need to put into place different lead generation strategies and tactics that help move people from new subscribers to your customers. So think about what that journey looks like for your customer, map it all out, figure out what they need to know, do, or believe before they're ready for your core offer, and then put the pieces into place in your marketing funnel that allow them to move along that journey more seamlessly and as quickly as possible, right? Because we want to get them from new subscriber to customer as quickly as possible. So kind of be thinking about what can I do? What can I teach them to move them along that journey faster? So I just wanted to share that with you guys today. I hope that is really helpful. And I would love to know if you are listening to this episode, please like take a little screenshot of this episode and come tag me over on Instagram stories at Amanda Genther and let me know that you're listening. And I would love to know what your number one takeaway is from this episode and what uh, one action step is that you are going to take. Maybe it is going and mapping out that customer journey. I would love to know. So come and share with me on Instagram and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you really quick for sticking around and listening all the way till the end. If you need them, we've got all the links for this episode in the show notes, which you can find over at amandagenther.com forward slash podcast. And if you really enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show so that you get new episodes downloaded as soon as they come out. And if you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating or review. Your reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast worth listening to, which can help me and my guests reach more people and in turn help more online businesses. So that's it for today. I'll be back soon with a brand new episode, but until then, it's time to get back to work and take some action.